next competition. Yeah. Well, I thought the next competition was uh, the hack, the kiss. Uh, we don't have to go through all three beers. We do. Because, because not you know, in order, but you, but you know what? Not in order of popularity, Steve. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> but no, like what? What I was thinking for the kiss competition is best mash beer. Yeah, yeah. Well, then how do you hack the word if it's a smash beer? Well, you don't really. That's what I'm saying. At that point, at that point, it's which this, yeast tastes better. <laughs> at, at that point, it's the spirit of the beer, which is a smash beer. Which then you do, you do the thing. Because oh, <laughs> if we all have to do the same wort, then the only thing you can change is the yeast. <laughs> oh no, you can change hop on it. You can change hop schedule. You can change. So uh, I feel like the topic. No, because it's hack the wort. Yeah, so you don't get you get. So your, we all have to do the same one. That's the yeah. No, so, you, so no, we, we all have to hack our own words. Yeah. <laughs> so the only thing so you no, can change is the yeast. No, no, because you can change the hops. You can change the hop schedule on it completely. Because the true hack the wort, you actually don't do the whole brew to the end, basically like the end beer. You stop it at the uh, the mashing stage, like you, uh, your lottering stage. So you collect all your volume and then take it off, and then that's when you start your boil, do your hop schedule, and everything. All right. So we each get twenty liters of what is it, Vienna malt? Uh, it's not Vienna. It's actually Munich. It's Munich. Malt. <laughs> ah, I'll make a lager. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No so way. I think we've stumbled onto the topic of the the podcast here, which is, what should our next competition be? <laughs> yeah. There we go. All right. Let's cue it up. So, welcome everyone. A little <laughs> slightly delayed and rambling start to the episode. Um, I'm Brendan Pipa, and welcome to the Solutions Brewing Podcast. I'm joined by Steve and Rob, and you've heard us arguing about the topic of the conversation, which is what should our next brewing competition so, be? So, that's a bit of a nice cold open there, which is us arguing in the background <laughs> about this thing. And Saturday Night Live would be proud. Yes, it would be. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess I'll, I'll go first because I, I I think the next competition should be, so because the kiss. So what were our first two competitions for people who are just joining us oh, and yeah, haven't heard of it? So our first one was to hack the wort on the missing piece Blondale. So again, we brewed up a batch of missing piece. Each one, was, each one of us took a third of it and did something cool and interesting with it. So with me, I basically made a uh, a dry hopped IPA out of it, which came alive once the competition was over unfortunately then I, <laughs> in other words for that was your fault for brewing last Steve, minute steve's mismanagement of timing led to him losing the competition <laughs> yes uh kalachuk brewed a uh, raspberry and rum strawberry no strawberry and rum strawberry uh, rum missing piece yeah. and, and it mint? had a little strawberry bit of mint? oak and a touch of mint in it but yeah you yeah. can really taste the mint yeah, and then Brendan uh, brewed the winner of the competition, which was the missing peach, which was literally the missing piece blonde with peaches, peaches in it. And it was fantastic. <laughs> it was and very I can't good. wait to make it out on production scale. Yeah. And then for our second competition, we took the dark humor and uh, again, did the same sort of thing, brewed a batch of it. And uh, our in last place was our DNF. <laughs> so in a... Brendan made a boo-boo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was going to lie to our viewers here and say that it, as an altruistic thing, I just decided not to compete to give the other guys a chance. But, you know, I absolutely... Lies. I completely <laughs> fucked it up. Um, <laughs> spoiled my third of the the, the brew. Um, had some stuff growing in there that wasn't yeast and <laughs> made the wise decision to dispose of all of it. Yeah. And then but I did bring some perfectly well-packaged... 
dark humor. Yes, he did. <laughs> in its For, original state. In, in its original state. like, I brought state. this wild fermented stout. <laughs> in cans. I canned it. I canned it for everybody. Yeah. But I did, it, I did submit a gingerbread house or gingerbrew house. Yeah. Sort you of. Did. Well, I, the, the built on location. It wasn't made out of gingerbread. It was made out of cookies. That is, that is true. <laughs> They're celebration cookies. They're so good. They're so good. And then, Kalachuk, you did... Like, I remember the spice mixture in yours. Oh, my God. I was trying to make... I was using the... I think gingerbread cookies. Yeah. So it was like gingerbread and... I think there so was... So was there nutmeg, vanilla, um, some little bit of orange, and... Uh, uh, brown sugar and stuff like that, like yeah. whatever you'd use to make cookies. Yeah, and then like I took a similar track and I made basically a mold beer. So I did like star anise, nutmeg, cinnamon, uh, orange, and some other stuff, Sue's, So Oh, and ginger. I had a bunch yeah, of ginger. You, yeah, yours, yours, that was the big difference was yeah. yours had the big ginger in it. So so anyways, it's time for the third <clears throat> competition. And like I, th- okay, so like the Kiss Amber Ale perfect as it is and in its perfect form <laughs> is a smash ale so it is a single malt and single hop and so we were just discussing as you probably heard in the preamble there um that hacking it is kind of hard because like like even if you did like true hack the wort which is like you get like you know just the sugars off of the mashing and the watering like you, basically all you can play around with is hop schedule and yeast so it's going to be pretty similar so i think for the competition though we should keep the spirit of the Kiss Ale, which is keep it, keep it simple, stupid, and do a competition on smash beers. So everyone takes uh, or chooses a specific malt and a specific hop, whatever schedule they want to run, like 30, 60, 90, 10, whatever minutes on it, dry hopping, whatever you want to do. But you do that and see what you come up with. So we can just do any smash recipe. Any smash recipe. Can we call this competition Get Smashed? I think we'd have to. <laughs> yeah. If we if we choose this idea, I, I think we have to. Then yes, yeah, then absolutely. There's there's no other there's no other type. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that that'd be like because again, keep keep it simple, and that's the thing. Like four ingredients, like that, and that's uh, actually I put that as a stipulation though. Is that you can, exactly four ingredients? You can only use so like if you do use a hop, you have to use it both for bittering and for flavoring. So this is the most rigid application. <laughs> of the Bavarian purity law that we could come yeah it, it would actually be it would be like you are like this is it malt hop water yeast and it actually it. would be a kind of a testament to the past two competitions that we've had where none of us have obeyed that law yeah and no. so now it's our comeuppance is coming due actually no I did for the uh, depending the missing on how... piece one because I, I only added hops to it that's all I did. And that's why you lost. Well, <laughs> no, it's because I kegged really late. That's why I lost. Ooh. But, I, I'm going to direct our listeners back to episode, what is it, two or three, Ryan Heitzkabelt, where I'm very strongly in favor of this law <laughs> and ignored it for the two competitions. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, I can't remember what you were going to do with the dark humor, but yeah, you were going to do things to it. Unholy, unspeakable things under, underneath Ryan's bolt. Yes. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. I had a bunch of different ideas. Well, okay. technically, no one here really follows it anyways, because you're supposed to naturally carbonate it. I use natural carbon dioxide. 
though. You from the air? Forcibly, <laughs> forcibly put in. It. it has to be like carbonation from fermentation. Yes, yes. No, but, uh, okay, so that's actually interesting. Just a quick sidebar. Um, way, way back in the day, like we mentioned on the episode before, like we started at Dandy Brewing, they were actually following that because they naturally carved all of the beers in their kegs. But in... everything they made was a sour. How could they be following it? Well, actually, technically, some of the sours, if they were like Goza-esque, they were close. If it's a yeast, then that counts, right? Yeah, no, but the the big thing, though, like with their beers is that, um, except for all, like, their additives, but they naturally carve them all. <laughs> there we go, yeah. Except yeah. for the yeah. additives. Yeah. <laughs> except for all the other shit they put in their beer. Like, like, they're, like they're amazing oyster stout and then <laughs> all yeah, that stuff. Like... You know what? I think they did that more out of necessity than they did for, yeah. Yeah. Out, of yeah, a, yeah. out of a thing of doing it because they just didn't have space for a bright tank. <laughs> well, no, they, they did have one no, bright they tank. they must have but... had space for a bright tank. They had space for a million kegs. <laughs> Well, yeah, so that's, and that's why they didn't have room for it because yeah, no, the no, kegs were taking up. All no, space. they had one bright tank, but yeah, but the thing was, based on their cycle, they couldn't, they couldn't do that in time, so they were naturally carving in those kegs, oh, and then yeah. God bless those guys. I love their yeah. little operation. I'm I'm glad that they're doing well. Yeah, yeah no, that it. Well, and as yeah, we saw them at Jasper, and they were being dandy people. They were quite uh, dressed in the nine. They're very so, dandy, very yeah. dapper. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's my idea. Is that again, we should do the kiss, but we should do it. A, a smash competition. Okay, as long as we call it Get Smashed, I'm in. All right. <laughs> so you, Rob's so, an easy man to please. Yeah. Yeah. So what were your other ideas for the next competition? I'd like the fruit beer competition. We could do that. So we did, because I did, I get a note from uh, my sister-in-law a little while ago, and she's like, you guys should make a mango beer. And I was like, okay, here's the list of all the fruits I've put into a beer before. And I was well, like, hell, it could be a mango beer competition. We, we could. And then that's how we find a production-worthy mango beer. <clears throat> that, now, these can be subsequent competitions. Yeah. Like, we don't have to do so, yeah. so, like, she, she said that to me. I'm like, okay, between the three of us, like, I know we've made a watermelon, a pineapple, a raspberry, a peach, and a kiwi beer. But as far as I know, none of us has done a mango beer yet. And she's like, ooh, kiwi would be interesting. I'm like, turns out not so much. The flavor's really mild yeah. and weak, so yeah. then it can get overpowered very easily. The beer tastes a little fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did it in a sour, so it didn't, yeah. Yeah. I did no, that, that beer turned out excellent. It's just the kiwi part of that sour didn't really come yeah, out. Yeah, kiwi's not a very strong flavor. It's like strawberries are hard to work with in beer, too, because they yeah. don't come through very very well. You have to really yeah. concentrate that flavor, to, and then it ends up tasting a little... Well, it ends up tasting manufactured, Yeah, <laughs> which is basically what you have to do to... <laughs> yeah. So, to yeah, fruit express. beer would be interesting because... Like, I remember a couple years ago, um, there was a Japanese fruit that came onto the market. Like, it got imported in large numbers for the first time in a long time or something like that. And it was yuzu. And it's like, it's a Mm. lemon, but it's not as uh, strong and harsh as like a Myers lemon or anything like that. Right. And so I remember there was like four or five breweries in Calgary alone that actually used yuzu in uh, lagers and, uh, and a bunch of different beers and all that. And they were good. Like they were, those were good beers, but it was like a fad because they were there and then they went and I haven't seen one since. Well, it's probably really hard to get that fruit. And that's what it was. Like, I think it was just like at the time, like there was a big bumper crop or something or right. there was a good price on them and someone imported a whole crap ton and it's like, you know, figure out something to do with this. So, because like there's the standard, like there's raspberry. And like, what else do you do with excess fruit other than make booze out of it? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how the whole the whole operation started, right? Like, that's that's literally the purpose of cider. Like all like oh, quick tangent again because I got all this useless information in my brain. Um, <laughs> so Johnny Appleseed, like like you know the legend of Johnny Appleseed. Okay, so the reason why like 
Johnny Appleseed existed and all that kind of stuff was he was trying to sell his seeds and all that that sort of thing. He's like, hey, I'm you know going to plant seeds, but it wasn't an altruistic. He was trying to sell everything, and what it was those apples were strictly for booze because that's what you do. You'd put apple trees down. They would you know, like hold down firm in the soil and all that kind of stuff. They would grow fruit, but when they did, most apples back then were garbage like they were they were crap like they would produce sugar and then all this kind of but they weren't really edible so what you would do is you'd wait till late late fall take them down off the tree smush them get whatever stuff you could out of them and then ferment them and make cider mm-hmm. and like you know it's only like within the last i'd say like 100 120 years that apples are not garbage because like there's been select varieties grown and all that kind of stuff for actual like consumption but historically apples were just for booze (laughs) (laughs) an apple a day keeps the doctor away yeah especially if it's a little strong and it's got a little fizzy on it (laughs) call back to another episode prohibition when you need to get doctor's note to drink your cider (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no like because there's so like and just like there's so many fruits to use in beer like that i haven't tried or anything like that like I'd, i'd go to like I don't know, maybe like an Asian specialty store and see what they kind of import and be like, yes, I will put this into my beer. For these competitions, we almost need to just like, if especially for like a fruit one or something like that, we just have like a bunch and we just have like a random generator that just randomly picks one. And that's what's <laughs> You've got to make it with this. Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing I, I did want to try because in my new house, I got a mountain ash tree in the back. And I've been reading up those big orange red berries that come off the mountain ash trees. Mm-hmm. Apparently, edible. Okay. But not tasty. But it's one of those things where I feel like after the first frost, two frosts, you get as much sugar out of that tree as you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Maybe there might be something there. I don't know. I really want to try a beer out of it in the fall here. Interesting. Take some berries and find out. Yeah, because otherwise they just sit on the tree and they look gross all winter. So <laughs> yeah, pull them off the tree. I, I don't know if that's such a good idea because you know they sit on all winter because even the birds won't eat them. I don't know, man. Hey, <laughs> probably because they don't ferment, so they can't get drunk off them. Maybe, maybe that could, that could be it. But it could also be like even the birds are like, man, I'm starving. Oh, there's some mountain ash berries. Yeah, let, let, let's hey, good, hey, let's continue. These looking. trees <laughs> propagate through the wild somehow. There's got to be some sugar. There, there's there's got to be something. Maybe it'll be a weird flavor. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll turn out like my elderberry beer. Yeah, it could be a swing for the fences. Not great, but <laughs> <laughs> got to try. It you was an elderberry try. Kolsch. That was part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so so we've got a smash beer competition. We've got a fruit beer competition. Ooh, I still have some of those elderberries, actually. Yeah. I like the I idea of doing the smash one first. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That way, we've done three in the spirit of our beers and then true then we can open up the competition like big ways sort of and thing. then it gives a little bit of time for more fruit to come into season two it is still march yeah it yes. is march in alberta um <laughs> it did snow a little bit today yeah. it, it, it did snow a bit today <laughs> and yesterday was plus 20 <laughs> <laughs> well so it was when the windstorm came in last night so because i get up to feed simon at night sort yeah. of thing so i get up and i'm like it's unusually bright outside. That's weird. And it was because the light, the snow, are, it was yeah, reflecting the off the just... snow and into the house. And it's like, uh... I can always tell because I live in Airdrie and you mm-hmm. get, when it's like the wind will actually wake me up because the wind is so harsh. Oh yeah. And so fast. It just like blowing everything around, knocking stuff over. Like the neighbor's patio set gets knocked over or something like that. Like trees are shaking and like, 
wake up and like look out the window like oh yeah, yeah okay oh, yeah, no, <laughs> it's probably snowing <laughs> go back to sleep what a beautiful <laughs> spring day in alberta yeah wake up and just see a little layer of snow everywhere and be like yeah that makes eh. sense. Yeah. at this time of year it's just i don't even bother to shovel it because nature no. will, nature put it there nature will take it away so yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing like that i was gonna see in the uh, stores like you can find you know because fruits are grown around the world all year and they're imported to uh and to you know cold desolate alberta and all that but they're not cheap this time of year no and they're not great either especially no. if you're looking for flavor extraction for beers and stuff mm-hmm. like you you want something that's ripe relatively locally mm-hmm. and then that's how you get really good flavor out of it right yeah 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 so like the missing peach that i did last year would not be possible right now no we needed some of those bc peaches coming in yeah, some uh, some something from the Okanagan Valley or something like that. Because like I still remember a little while ago, um, friends of ours, uh, friends of the show, Dave and Jen, uh, they were driving back through BC and they just picked up a crap ton of apple juice at a roadside stand, like mm-hmm. yeah. packaged by that farm sort of thing. And it's like, and so they bought like fifteen or twenty liters or something like that. And they came back and like, hey Steve, we're gonna make some cider. Could you come help us? And I was like okay and this went over and like sampled the apple juice i was like okay yeah if you want to add something to this like you can you know get so, like a sweeter sort of thing but if you just make it as is you make a nice like dry strongbow-esque cider mm-hmm. and sure enough that's what they made and it, it was good but then unfortunately they're not big drinkers so they still they i think still they have a bunch of it yeah. i think they still have a bunch mm-hmm. even though they moved a house at this point i think they still have got a couple bottles in the basement <laughs> though uh they they have been talking they, they might want to uh, eventually ramp up those productions but yeah we'll see they could always share with their close friends at solutions brewing <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> yeah that first that first cider they made was actually pretty good mm-hmm. like it, it and that thing is it reminded me a lot of strong it was like a nice dry you know uh cider like nothing too too fancy or too complicated about it, it was just a nice clean clean drink but yeah so yeah like if we do want to do the smash for the next competition Maybe in April, May or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I need a little bit of time to actually get my basement in order here still. <laughs> so we've been all over the place. What are we supposed to be talking about? Next competition. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. is the thing. Okay. We are kind of on top. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah no, we, <laughs> Even I've lost track here. <laughs> we, we, we haven't gone on any more diverse tangents than we typically do. Yeah. True. I just have random useless knowledge in my brain that needs to get out. What other random fruits do you know about that nobody would know about? Oh, ooh, ooh, there's a lot. Um, there's actually one I wanted to do one time. Oh, it was on my last phone. I made a note. Um, it's a uh, it's a type of cherry, but it's um, it's like a golden melon or something like that. I'm trying to remember what the hell it's called. I I was drinking one night at a bar with our good friend uh, Rob Cleish. We were we were talking, and he's like, "Yeah, you should make it with this because it's it's got a fairly strong flavor." And usually you find them in the stores and they're actually enclosed in their own leaves still hmm. off the tree sort of thing. I'm trying to remember what the hell they're called. Oh, I, yeah. But that was one of the ones he told me. He's like, you should make a beer out of this. I think it's during the yuzu craze. Because we're like, that's not a yuzu. This is a yuzu. And it's like, oh, yeah. But no, what the hell is this? Oh, it reminds me of that. Uh, did you ever watch that Bruce Brothers show on Netflix? Yes. <laughs> I did, yep. There's the, the one... The one brother makes his, fuck, what was it? He makes his really fancy beer. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember exactly. It was like a truffle beer. Oh. <laughs> and, and he ends up making it. And, everybody's, and the guy's like, yeah, 
you know what, this is actually pretty good. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, we'll tell you, let's do a production run of this and do all this sort of stuff. Like, we'll sell it for, what, like six, seven bucks a pint? Seven bucks a pint? Cost me 20 bucks a pint to make it. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you make it? (laughs) Well, it's not about making the money. It's about making the right product. (laughs) Making something that's artworthy. That's what this sounds like. It's called a Golden Husk Ground Cherry. Oh, I've had those. Those are pretty good, actually. Yeah. They don't... Um, they are really good. That might mm-hmm. be hard to make a beer out of. They're not very strong flavored. Yeah. Uh, there was a late season one that was supposed to be, like, a stronger flavor. But, again, like, we're in friggin' Alberta. Like, it's yeah. to get it here and to get it in sufficient quantities to those do something Those kind of remind it. me almost like a tomato. Mm-hmm. The way you can eat them. Like, it's just... I don't know. Just yeah. go right into them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, like, like there's so many fruits, like dragon fruit. I don't know if you like or papaya. Papaya would papaya be, would be a good one. One, Dragon yeah. dragon fruit, I find, is also very mild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's so many like freaking tropicals. Like I think the only way if you were to use like a mild flavored fruit, you'd have to do like a lager or something like that. Yeah, something that's yeah, not going to like where the malt can't overpower very, it or very something. Light. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and same light on the hops too. Like it just yeah. a, enough to make a beer, just to balance it. it out. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> We're gonna make a beer as close to a seltzer as possible, <laughs> and then add the mildest fruit we can find, <laughs> and we'll label it refreshing. <laughs> Sometimes the beers are good like that, where you just want, you just need like, a, you know, you just need I, like a hint of it. You don't need. I don't need I, a strong I agree. A hot summer day. Sometimes all you want is just a light beer, a light lager. Nothing too heavy, nothing punishing, nothing uh, that's going to weigh in your stump or anything like that. Just a nice... Exactly. Have a little drink. Okay, so Beer Fest, Calgary Beer Fest is May. Yep. When do you want to do the competition? Well, so Calgary Beer Fest is May, and then Edmonton Beer Fest is June, early June, too. So if we're going to do that, we could do it... Maybe shoot for maybe like July or something like that. If we're gonna do the smashes, well, if we do one in July, you're probably not doing a fruit beer that year then. Some so, that's prime fruit beer territory. Well, no, but like, why? Why do we? Why we gotta choose? Why does Beer Fest conflict with us having our own competition? It doesn't. I'm yeah. just, I'm just saying in terms of other things we have timing and stuff. Time. Right, but there's nothing like I can have a beer in my basement. I mean, we could do it <laughs> for, for beer fest. We can do one at the end of April or something, just before beer fest. I think that, yeah, that's. I think that's. It, it's more of when you're gonna get your shit together, get it all together, get together in a box. You just gotta get all your shit together. Get your shit. Together. Well, I, I guess in your case, it's get it out of the box because your house is full of boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's gonna happen or it's not. So. I would like to see beers from you guys, though, still. Why are you looking at me first? Look at him. <laughs> you guys both owe beers. I, I know, know, but... I'm waiting for Watermelon to come back in a season. Oh, my so. God. I'm at least six months behind him. So. Oh, my gosh. So you're going to get in the Never summer, and then you'll be fine. What's going to happen is that you're going to... So when lose... you lose the next one, no. do you have to wait a year again? You're going to lose Pretty the next much. one. No, we'll I'm not deli- losing the next one. We'll deliver one. all our beers at the same time. <laughs> Okay. No. Well, no, no. Let's let's plan for end of April, early May then. Okay. And yeah, maybe like, like second us... week of May or something like that. Yeah. Let's let's that that'll be like start brewing now, sort of thing. 
No, you got lots of time. Especially for a smash. Unless you're loggering it. I might be. Gross. I've got an idea. I've got an idea. I've got an idea. (laughs) I've got many ideas. (laughs) (laughs) I look forward to the second beer that Steve's going to have to give. (laughs) (laughs) Shut your faces, boys. Okay, yeah, but yeah, like we should yeah do the smash. We'll have some people over. We'll sample it. It'll be, I don't do it on a nice deck or a patio somewhere, and mm-hmm. go from there. I like it. Well, Rob, if uh, people are listening to this podcast and want to join us on the patio, how can they contact us? I don't know. I don't remember. No, no. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the show notes. I'll put it in there later. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's in the show notes. Just check those. Um, <laughs> Uh, website's always good www.solutionsbrewing.com there's a contact us page there <laughs> you, you can also send an email at noproblems.solutionsbrewing.com or reach out on Facebook and Instagram at solutionsbrewingco <laughs> <laughs> well everyone thanks for joining us for another podcast and uh, we'll talk to you next time take care everyone <laughs> cue the music girl <laughs>